Inside the Coach's Headset, presented by Tony Smith, your hometown shelter insurance agent. Call Tony at 528-7079. 528-7079. The X's and O's of coaching from the Upper Cumberland's best as we go Inside the Coach's Headset. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Inside the Coach's Headset. My name is Amos Rogan. I'm your host, We're brought to you by Tony Smith, your shelter insurance agent. Call Tony at 528-7079 for all your auto, home, and life insurance needs. And you're listening to us on ucsportsnation.com, your one-stop shop for all high school sports here in the Upper Cumberland. Hopefully, we will have some high school sports here in the Upper Cumberland sooner rather than later. Uh, we're still in this uh, coronavirus, COVID-19 pandemic, and things are kind of put on hold right now. And we're talking about um, pulling up some old games, and, and I know I am. I've I've probably watched more Braves games uh, from the 1990s than I have in the last 10 years uh, just because I'm trying to get a fix uh, on, on that sort of thing. And I'm sure everybody who's listening has done some of that as well. Today's guest is uh, the head coach of the Monterey Lady Wildcats basketball team, head coach Mark Sims. Coach, welcome to the show. Thank you guys for having me. Um, I know, obviously, you haven't been in this head coaching rank uh, very long at Monterey, and and I know that uh, it's probably a pretty exciting time, but it's probably one that um, a season that you won't soon forget just because of the way that a lot of uh, basketball teams' seasons ended as far as that goes. But uh, talk to us a little bit about how you got into coaching and, and some of the influences that, that brought you along in that. Well, um, since I've been alive, basketball's been you know in my, part of my life. Um, I started out coaching um, AAU travel basketball and that sort of thing, and then and then from there I got into uh, you know elementary and then middle school basketball coaching. Um, my um, ninth grade coach was was Coach Todd Hess. Um, he coached me at Sparta. Um, he uh, was in Monterey and had an opening come open, and I came up to help him out as his assistant for. T- few years and um and then when he got ready to move on i was able to uh gave me the opportunity to step in and and fill that role as head coach and um and then here we are um today and that's where i'm at um you know monterey basketball especially girls basketball very much a winning tradition um in terms of of its success as many many upper cumberland uh, schools with uh, the girls basketball side of things probably one of the most if not the most competitive area in terms of girls basketball in the state um how did you know how did you look at trying to form your program and and trying to really make some waves in an already very competitive area right um yeah there's no doubt about it the the girls basketball and boys also um but particularly the the girls basketball in this upper cumberland is just 
uh, tremendous, and um, it's it's a whole lot of fun. You you don't have there 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 are very few, if any, um, nights where you can go in the gym and and uh, uh, to play a game and you feel comfortable. Um, you know that you're going to be playing a quality opponent every night, and um, that aspect of it makes it a whole lot of fun. Um, for us at Monterey, um, you know, we've got a great opportunity to, uh, to have some quality, uh, teams up there and to be able to compete with the best, um, in the Upper Cumberland. Um, and if you're competing with the best in Upper Cumberland, you're competing with the best in the state. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I strongly believe that we've got the opportunity and we're, we're trending in the right direction um to to get to that level um you know it's it's no secret monterey bas- girls basketball has um they've struggled a little bit um over the years um recently but you know this year um we really you know we didn't have the the season that that we that we that I had hoped to have um, but we really made strides in the right direction, and um, I, we could see um, a ton of improvement. And I can see, and I and hopefully, you know, I talked to a lot of people and had people comment throughout the year this past year that they could really see us moving in the right direction. Um, so it's really exciting. Um, you know, we I talked to the girls a lot. We have a we have a saying uh, that we kind of go back on a lot. And um, it's uh, someone standing in the shade today because some someone planted a seed before them, and my girls really took took that on, and and they really tried to, uh, um, in essence, uh, plant that seed for these upcoming teams, the teams that we're going to have in the future, and they did a good job at that. So um, right now we're just trying to kind of change the mentality and change the uh, perception that people have of Monterey girls. And and they've done a good job at at doing that, and hopefully um, we're going to be able to to continue that on and and keep building on that and get better each year. And and uh, the ultimate goal is to to start competing with the best of the best, and um, and and hopefully at some point start getting some some banners to hang on the wall. You know, you, you're talking about you know kind of being in a rebuilding phase and. Mm-hmm. Uh, really trying to to get those uh, seniors and juniors to really plant those seeds to to start a good culture. Um, I've talked to a lot of coaches that says, you know, if you have to, uh, who have said, if you have to talk a lot about culture, then you don't have much of a culture. I think Coach Chaffin right. in our previous podcast actually said that. And and but in the same sense, when you're trying to establish a culture, I think that's really the only thing that you that you have to go on in terms of, of getting that mentality. How have you really utilized some of your older players, your upperclassmen, to really help you establish a more winning attitude and a, and a more winning culture uh, for these freshmen and sophomores to step into? Right. Well, um, like I said, you know, one of the hurdles that we had that we face and – for me, it's a good thing. I, I enjoy the competition. I enjoy going out and knowing that 
that that we are playing the best teams in the state. You know, we're going against Clark Range there in Murfreesboro. We're um, Pickett County's in our district there in Murfreesboro this year. Um, you know, we had uh, some other non-district games this year against teams that ended up being in Mur- Oneida was in Murfreesboro. We played them, um, and then you've got Clark Range. I mean, uh, I'm sorry, Clay County and and Jackson County and those other teams that have historically, you know, are 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 in the talk of going to Murfreesboro or at Murfreesboro year in and year out and that and that sort of thing. So what I'm getting at is we're playing top level teams every night and and our girls know that. Um and and one thing that I ask out of the seniors is they have to lead us, you know, knowing that, that what we're trying to build here, we have to keep a positive attitude. Um, we have to, you know, we might go out and play Clark Range on uh, on Tuesday night, and 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 they get the best of us. We have to come into practice on Wednesday with a good attitude, ready to practice, ready to make ourselves better, and and not not let a loss on Tuesday night carry over to practice on Wednesday and Thursday and drag us down, and and. You know, my juniors and seniors this year, which I didn't have a lot of juniors, but they really did a good job at, um, like I'm saying, coming in on Wednesday, coming in on Thursday, and and really having a good attitude, really ready to get after it and go practice hard. And um, and that's ultimately where, where it all starts at. You know, you got to start having good competitive practices, um, day in and day out. Um, when I first came to Monterey, we only had eight girls on the team. And um and it's it's hard to to have those competitive practices every day where where you got people pushing each other um when you only have eight girls on the team. This year we had eighteen girls on the team. So <clears throat> so our numbers have have over doubled. Um and and in those numbers um, you know, I've got freshmen that are pushing my seniors. Um, the seniors, you know, are, are, are working hard, um, which in turn makes the freshmen, sophomores, juniors all work hard. So that's really what I ask out of my seniors to help get this culture um, in the right direction and, and, and going the way that we want it to go is come into practice every day and work your tail off. And uh, and the others are going to follow you, mm-hmm. and so um, for the most part, you know that they they did a good job at that, and um, and it, and it showed. Uh, you know, I I think it's a huge testament to 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 the program growth as a whole when you start out with eight girls and now you got 18 and you're building that right. you're building that foundation. Uh, obviously, when it goes to that. But when you, like you said, you're going up against you know a, a, a juggernaut if if you would in Clark Range, uh, you, you've mm-hmm. got to play you know a lot of very high level teams that I think in a lot of cases can really hurt the spirit of uh, a young basketball team. This is well, we're never going to win against those. Well, you know sometimes you have to say, well, yeah, you can't and and. Um, have you kind of instilled some some of the past players, brought some of those folks in 
that's seen a little bit of success uh, within Monterey to try to try you know try to get some get some winning attitude and, and things like that back in there. Yeah. <laughs> well, honestly, I haven't been around Monterey long enough. I really don't know any of the players from when they did have some success, if that makes sense, mm-hmm. uh, to bring in. But what we have done is, you know, there was a sense um, with some of the players that's in the past that, that we had that have that have gone on and graduated now um, that they dreaded going in and playing Clark Reigns. They dreaded going to play Clay County. They dreaded going to play these teams because, you know, since they had been young girls themselves, they had seen Clark Reigns roll up to Monterey and 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 beat up on them uh, year after year, and they got to where they kind of dreaded that. And one thing that we've tried to do is we've embraced these challenges. And um, you know, I would walk into the locker room before the before the games, and I and I'd ask them, "Hey, girls, what do we got tonight?" And they would tell me, "We got an opportunity. We got an opportunity to go out here and play against the best of the best." So, what we've tried to do is is try to flip that instead of dreading going out to play these teams. Now we look at it as, hey, we've got an opportunity. There's not many teams in the state that have the opportunity to do what we do, and that's to <clears throat> go to these places. You get to go, you get the opportunity to go play a team on Tuesday night that and and have a chance to knock them off their pedestal. That's Later in the year, they're going to be playing in Murfreesboro in the glass house for a state tournament. And then we go Friday night, and guess what? We've got that opportunity again um, to to go play another team that's going to be in Murfreesboro at the end of the year. So what we've tried to do is the best I know how to do. Instead of dreading these games, hey, let's embrace it, and let's look forward to that, and let's look at the opportunities that we have, and let's look at it as an opportunity instead of, you know, instead of dreading it and, and you know, for lack of better words, being scared of it. Mm-hmm. Now we're, we're starting to embrace it and we're starting to say, hey, this is a great opportunity that, and we look forward to it. And I think, too. Um, so that's uh, one of the mentality things that we're trying to work through. Absolutely. And I think, too, uh, coaches and players both can take uh, playing up, I guess you could kind of say it that mm-hmm. way, in two different ways. Number one, they're on the schedule. We have to play them, and it's probably going to be a loss. Or you can say, this is an opportunity for us to find out how good we really are, how competitive we are, and really learn from playing the other teams. Here's what the other teams are doing. Here's what this girl is doing that I'm guarding that I can do that too if I work at it. And right. um, Or on the flip side – I've seen coaches and, and and players alike going, well, let's play all the cupcakes that we can in order to get as many wins because we know we're going to get uh, our tails handed to us in these next six ball games. And you know, to me, I I I, I love the approach, and I know that you're a you're a White County guy, so so am I. Uh, I love the approach that, for example, uh, the White County High School football team, who is currently, you know, doing an undistricted mm-hmm. schedule, not eligible for playoffs, but they're not going through and finding 
the easiest teams that they can play just to get a win because they haven't won in the last two and a half years. Well, except for last right. season, but you know, they're going out yeah. and they're playing competitive high schools. They're playing competitive teams. They're pushing themselves to really get to a point to where when they jump back into a district, their goal is to play for a state championship, not just right. well, let's make sure that we get five wins on the schedule. That way we don't feel like we're, you know, we're, we're mediocre or anything like that. So, um, you know, I know you've played, you know, White County this year. You played Clark Range, obviously, but you've played a lot of teams to show these kids, hey, let's play the cream of the crop because that's where we want to be in a couple of years. Yeah, I had a coach um, um, at the beginning of this year. He said, "Man, why in the world are you playing White County as a non-district? Do you not do you not get enough abuse during your during your district play? You, you're begging for more." And uh, and you know, I, I said, you know, and and you see that. I mean, you just said it. Um, you see teams that that worry more about their win loss record, and and they try to pad their schedule all they can. And that's just not the route that I want to go. If I know that, you know, I'm going to have to beat the best to get out of our district tournament, then our goal and my my team's goal is to get out of the district tournament, get to the region tournament, because you know what? If we can get out of our district and we can make it to the region, then we've got a good shot at this, at, at going on to sub-state um, and, and, and then see what happens from there. But in order to do that, we're going to have to play the best teams we can play night in and night out. You know, mm-hmm. um, it matters more to me. The postseason matters more to me than than having a, a higher winning percentage throughout the regular season. You know, I would I would rather sacrifice the winner percentage in the regular season and have a chance to go a little deeper in the postseason. Um, and in order to do that, I feel like we've got to schedule quality opponents, even when we're outside the district. And that's what we did this year. Um, and that's what we're going to continue to do. We're talking with the Monterey High School girls head basketball coach, Mark Sims, right here on Inside the Coach's Headset podcast. Uh, on ucsportsnation.com. Thanks so much for joining us. My name is Amos Rogan, and I am your host. We're brought to you by Tony Smith, your hometown shelter insurance agent. Coach, let's talk a little bit about uh, the off season. You know, right now, obviously, uh, your team uh, didn't make it, unfortunately, through the district tournament. So uh, you're you're in the off season and rebuilding a program. What? What are the expectations that you have on your players and what they need to be doing in order to get better in time to get started back up? Well, unfortunately, with with um, the coronavirus and everything that's kind of going on, our off season right now is on hold, um, and um, hopefully, we're going to be able to to get that back on track. But um, you know, one thing that we've um, we talked earlier about, you know, changing the culture. One of the things that we talked about a lot is, is playing in the summer. Um, we've not had in the past a whole lot of, um, participation as far as girls playing, um, playing the travel ball, playing summer ball, AAU, what have you. And, um, 
we've really started that's really started to change i've got girls that are playing in the off season um got girls playing aau and, and travel ball and and that sort of thing um unfortunately all that's on hold right now and i hate it because we're we're starting to get to that point where we've got girls playing um but that's one thing that we've stressed a lot is hey you you can't you know show up um um you know, at the beginning of the season and, uh, and start practicing and expect to expect to play with those teams, um, that we've been talking about when their girls have been playing, you know, when the season got over in, in, uh, March, they were, they were already had a, had a team lined up to start playing with and they were playing throughout the spring and summer. And, um, so we're starting to get that, that going on. And uh, unfortunately, they're not getting to play right now. Another thing that we've done is our summer camps. Um, you know, last year we played more games last summer than than I've uh, know of Monterey playing in a long time. Um, we went to MTSU, we went to Tech, we went to some other smaller camps, and really played a ton um, throughout the month of June last year. Um, Hopefully that's going to be able to happen again this year. That's our plan is to to go to uh some of those team camps and and um hopefully they're still going to be on track for that. Right now all that's kind of on hold and and we don't know what's going to happen. Um but in a in under normal circumstances um we're going to play um I'm going to have girls playing AAU basketball and and um, we're going to be hitting all the summer camps that we can hit up. And I think those things are just, you know, especially right now um, where you can't really do anything uh, other than you can pass the ball as long as they're six feet apart and you're wearing gloves. (laughs) Right, right. (laughs) But, uh, you know, stuff like that, it's it's tough to do. But I, I know and I understand that, you know, a lot of, you know, these coaches that are here in the Upper Cumberland, they're they're just itching to get back into it. I mm-hmm. know the TSSAA is still thinking and, and wanting to do the state basketball tournament and, and still trying to get spring sports started back up because, you know, a lot of people don't realize that the, the regular season for especially spring sports, um, it's not mandatory. All you got to do is have a district right. tournament, and and, and uh, as as long as you qualify for a district tournament, have, you know, and get into regions, it's it is what it is as far as that goes. So, um, you know, there's still some some glimmer of hope when it comes to a lot of these uh, tournaments that that are should be going on and should be over with by now, mm-hmm. quite honestly. But you know, from from a perspective of of looking at it from the off season. Uh, and I ask a lot of coaches uh, this as well. Uh, how much do you encourage or how much do you push your players to get into AAU ball and continue playing? Uh, or do you kind of advocate, you know, if you want to take a break, it's okay. Yeah. Well, you know, <clears throat> I don't, I, I don't want them to burn their stuff out or, or, but they've got to play, you know, um, if, if you want to, which, which, as we've already been discussing, if you're going to play the best teams in the state, if you want to compete with the best teams in the state, 
then you've got to do what the best teams in the state are doing. And quite honestly, they're playing basketball. Um, and so if you if you want to compete with them, that's what you're going to have to do. Um, you can't expect to, and you shouldn't, um, be able to go out and compete with them when you're not working as hard as they are. And uh, quite honestly, that's where our program's been at um, in the past, is we just simply didn't work as hard as the other teams worked. And when you don't do that, you don't deserve to play and compete with them. Um, and, and like I said, that's changing for us. Um, we're, 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 we're starting to put in that work like the other teams are doing. And, and, uh, and in doing so, then we deserve, uh, we deserve to start winning some of these games. And, um, that's where it starts at. But yeah, right now it's just, everything's so uncertain and it's very unfortunate. Um, you know, our boys basketball team, um, made it to Murfreesboro, mm-hmm. made it to the state tournament. And then the week before they um, start the tournament, it gets it gets postponed. And, uh, you know, what we thought at first, it got canceled. And, um, and you talk about kids that were just devastated. You know, Coach West has done a great, great job with our boys' program, and he's really worked his tail off. And he had an opportunity this year to um, not only – the opportunity just to go and be a coach and and go to Murfreesboro, but you know his son's a senior this year, mm-hmm. and um, I saw uh, um, Peyton, who's a, a excellent player, great player. Um, he played his heart out through the sub state game, and um, as a matter of fact, I saw him throwing up in the trash can at halftime, <laughs> and then he went out and had an had an unbelievable second half. And um, and they made it to Murfreesboro, and I talked to Peyton the next day at school. I believe it was the next day at school, and and I talked to him about that a little bit, and he said, I just want to play in Murfreesboro one more time. You know, he got to go as a freshman mm-hmm. and uh, with his older brother, Ty, and he said, I just wanted to play in Murfreesboro one more time, and he said, I was not going to be denied that opportunity. Well, and then, you know, out of his control, out of anybody's control, um, you know, a week later it gets canceled or postponed. And, uh, and it's still up in the air, you know, if they're going to get to play. And it's just really unfortunate for those guys who, who played all year long. And, you know, um, I've talked to my wife about this the other night. I said, you know, I, I've got, uh, two young sons and, um, I've talked to them. We've had discussions about playing in the state tournament one day. And, you know, that's these kids' goal, um, from the time they're little kids. I know it was Peyton's, um, probably from the time he knew um, what the state tournament was. He wanted to play there one day. And he got that opportunity this year, and then to see it taken from him like that, um, it's, just, it's, it's really sad. It really is. It is. It really is. I, I've, I've got a high school senior, too, and, and mm-hmm. she's competitive in archery and stuff like that. But just, you know, seniors mm-hmm. as a whole – um, whether they're they're active in in athletics or just you know just a senior in high school, just some of the things that that are considered rites of passage in in going into the real world and becoming an, a quote unquote adult, um, right? They're not they're not able to to do those types of things. So it's it's it really is, is heartbreaking when it comes to seeing some of that stuff. And I really hope that. Our school systems and our communities, we all just kind of rally together that once all this stuff is, is gone, 
that we can kind of it's not the same but we at least we can try to make up for it at some level right uh, in order to give these kids uh something that I, i truly believe that they deserve which is you know the opportunity to go to a prom or, or walk across the stage in graduation or or if possible and right. i hope so because I, i'm selfish and i love high school athletics i hope we get to play something before uh it's too late so uh yeah so i i really hope uh i hope that that we can do that and kind of talking about the community you know the community of monterey is such a tight-knit uh, community they're very supportive of their schools and everything talk to us about you know being inside of that and kind of feeling that level of support and, and obviously uh in trying to rebuild a program uh how they've kind of rallied around you guys in order to to help you out yeah yeah um monterey's a great town it really is it's a great school we've got great teachers at the high school um and it's a great school in general um, you know, we there's kind of a joke in Monterey that that we're uh, Putnam County's best kept secret um, up there, and um, and they really are. Mm-hmm. Um, but from the single A aspect of it, um, you know, coming from Sparta um, <clears throat> and and being around three uh, A basketball growing up, and then you know after I was an adult, being around it and going to the games and. And, and being involved with the program, uh, and all that, you know, at, at Sparta, they have a really good, uh, fan support, crowd support, uh, community really supports them, um, and, and all that. But when you look at a lot of the other, uh, 3A, um, schools, um, they really don't have that following like that. And I didn't really understand what single A had until I'd been in single A for a couple of years. Um, man, you talk about, uh, communities get behind their teams, um, going to games, and every night you go to a game, it's a hostile environment. You know, mm-hmm. we go to to Clark Range. If you've ever been to Clark Range to a game, um, it, it's hostile in there. You know, and and it is it's like that night in and night out. And then you go to Pickett County, and this is the same way. Um, Jackson County is the same way. It's the smaller gyms. Everybody in the community shows up for the games, and it's really special to be a part of. Um, and, and Monterey is no exception to that. You know, you can, um, uh, talk to people in the community and, and, the and, the stop at a gas station and, and the, there's going to be somebody in there that, that knows you as the girls basketball coach and that knows the girls personally. And, and, um, you know, it's just unbelievable the support that you get. Um, the, uh, our administration there at the high school, is is really supportive of us and um they everybody kind of wants to see everybody do well um i'm good friends with with the baseball and football coaches up there and it's really kind of special what we've all got um you know we all want to see each other do good and uh i don't know that it's like that at every high school i'm not at every high school and i can't speak for them but i know the support that that i get from um from the other coaches that's in the building with me is unbelievable. Um, the support from the community, you know, they want to see us do good. Um, when the boys team, you know, they've had their success, um, over the past, uh, four or five years, you know, they've had, they've had a lot of success. And, um, when they hosted the sub state games there at Monterey, 
it's just unbelievable at the turnout and the crowd that shows up for those games. Um, I don't think anybody's out in town while that game's going on. It seems like everybody in Monterey is at the game. And, um, and, and it's really neat to be a part of that. Well, Coach Sims, thank you so much for, for joining us here on Inside the Coach's Headset. We wish you nothing but the best of luck, and we know that uh, you've got the right attitude and the right mindset in order to really get that girls' program back up and going and really making some noise in that single-A division and district. So thanks so much for joining us. You've been listening to Inside the Coach's Headset podcast right here on ucsportsnation.com. We're brought to you by Tony Smith, your hometown shelter insurance agent. Call Tony at 528-7079. And when we can all get out and get around each other again, you can go see Tony at 425 East Broad Street in Cookville. Thanks so much. Again, we are on Facebook. Look us up at Inside the Coach's Headset Podcast. Join our group page and let us know how we're doing and who you would like to hear us speak with in future episodes. Thanks so much again. I'm your host, Amos Rogan. Coach, thanks for joining us, and uh, we will talk to you next time. Inside the Coach's Headset, presented by Tony Smith, your hometown shelter insurance agent. Call Tony at 528-7079. 528-7079. The X's and O's of coaching from the Upper Cumberland's best as we go inside the Coach's Headset.